Hello guys, welcome back to another segment of Mini Badu, or episode, I should say. But today's episode will be centered around marijuana, also formerly known as cannabis. I have an interview queued up for you guys with um, a close colleague of mine, Josh Kamita. He's currently with Mary Jane's Arsenal, and we, we kind of dove into the topic and discussed how he got his start, products that he created, and so on and so forth. I'll also be dropping those description gems and also telling you more about those products in the description gems. Um, Just so keep a lookout. This is just a cute, fun 420 episode. Um, I haven't decided if this will probably be my main topic for the remainder of my podcast or if it will be centered around it. But for now, just enjoy the interview, and I'll see you guys later. And I wanted to talk about your, how did you get into the industry, your inventions, um, if you have any new inventions that you want to speak of, and just overall your whole opinion on the industry. Sure, man. So um, I got into the space back in, you know, originally, I'll call it officially 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, The first product that I came up with was called the Grail, which was a grinder and a scale all in one unit. It allowed a patient to really uh, standardize and repeat their medical dosage as much or as little cannabis that may have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really empowered the end user to really understand not only how much, but how much, how much quantity, but how much, uh, in terms of price, uh, does it cost them for their dosage right. so they could really get it, um, you know, as dialed in as possible. Right. So that was my first, uh, foray into the cannabis space. Um, the patent for that product, uh, came through in about, in around 2012, okay. um, or 2014, excuse me. So. When the patent was approved, it had protected the whole process of the grinding and weighing and not just the shape of the product. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to patents, there's design patents and then utility patents. So we, we achieved the utility patent, which covers the whole scope of the product itself. So we were very happy to have that mm-hmm. um, issued to us. And as a result, I, I decided to kind of quit my day job and, and give this all a run. Um, I was living in South Florida at the time and decided to kind of get my shit together. And <laughs> I came out here to Colorado. That is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I was in the golf business at the time, and uh, I kind of hung up my golf clubs, quote unquote, and mm-hmm. um, you know gave it a run. So that was the Grail. That uh, the company was called Blunt Ventures, which was my first, you know, the, the first real company that I started uh, in the cannabis space. Um, we were going about redeveloping the product, redesigning it um, to have like a version two, because you know with version one, there's always things to that yeah, you know, are left like to be desired. Beta. <laughs> As we know, with with from iPhones to things even more simple than that, obviously. Right. So um, I was going about raising money and, and that whole route to kind of you know get the dollars needed to really develop this and develop it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and along that journey is is when I, you know that that's kind of when the time when I moved to Denver. This is a little over two years ago now, and I always had this idea, this 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 you know this need or, or this this desire to smooth the smoke 
of you know a rolled product a joint or a blunt mm. and when it came down to it there was no real product or apparatus that was able to achieve um you know that sort of sensation mm-hmm. um so i was fortunate enough to to partner with a local glass blower here in denver um his name's alex he's with tube sock glass um super talented kid he's like 24 and just like hand spins all his glass it's like incredible wow. what he does um that so he's been like i'm sorry that is a talent yeah no truly it's something that you know i i can come up with products but when it comes to actually building them and designing them i'm i'm worthless you know <laughs> i'm definitely more of a big picture as opposed to mm-hmm. you know getting it done on the detailed side so i bugged him for about two months he finally invited me to a studio <laughs> and that's when the martian our original you know product was born um that was about a year ago, uh, September 2017, essentially, mm-hmm. when, when it happened. So we, we, we started selling the Martian, or 2016, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, we started selling the Martian blunt bubbler um, in February of 2017. So about six months later, you know, we prototyped it, we found the manufacturer, and then finally got it going. Um, at Champs Trade Show, which is one of the bigger B2B shows in, in the accessory space uh, in Las Vegas okay. uh, about, about 14 months ago. Wow. It's, so um, Mary Jane's Arsenal, was that something you guys created as well? Indeed, yeah. So that's the brand that you know is kind of the, the, the umbrella for those bubbling products now, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, so I, I had a, a, a co-founder at the time who's no longer with the company on a day-to-day, but we together developed, you know, the brand MJ Arsenal, you know, Mary Jane's Arsenal. You know, the goal was to, you know, so to speak, you know, like uh, equip the stoners with the, the most functional, cost-effective, and innovative tools possible. Right. Um, and that's kind of how, you know, every product we have – um, whether it's the wand, which is a bowl clearing tool, bendable and uh, dap friendly, mm-hmm. you know, we take what's expected of, you know, a paperclip or a dap tool and we try to expand upon that. And the same with our bubbling products, you know, obviously you can pack straight, you know, ground cannabis flour into it and use mm-hmm. it like any bubbler, but we wanted to really expand its functionality to, you know, encompass a category that really hasn't been properly addressed being that joint blunt you know, cone bubbling aspect. Right. Um, so we were really proud to be able to introduce that to, you know, the public, you know, I, I'm a consumer first and foremost. So mm-hmm. you know, if Definitely. it doesn't pass, you know, the test of myself and, you know, my trusted lungs, you know, my close associates, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, then it's not going to see the public's, you know, the, the light of day. It, it's as simple as that. And so I saw you guys, as you stated, you started out with just the single bump bubbler and then yep. you branched out and you have, I want to say, the double blunt bubbler. There's yep. one you guys have. Um, I want to say you could use a drip with it. That that being concentrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got uh, the Martian, like you said. We've got uh, the double spout, which we call the doubler. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the King Toke, which is that pyramid shaped one, yeah, which is I like a play one. on Giza King Tut, if you will. Um, a newer version is the Commander which is our tank joint and blunt bubbler. Um, 
all these are on, on the website, obviously. Uh, so if you want to check them out, um, we Definitely. also did a special release called the Cupid, which was a, a pink and green uh, heart shaped bubbler uh, for Valentine's I Day. I saw that one; it was so adorable. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you liked it. So we're gonna try to find a couple other holidays throughout the year, Valentine's Day, and a few others that we can have, you know, special releases, super mm. limited edition items to be released to keep things fun and collectible and and all that. So. With your regards and how you stumbled into the cannabis industry, being there now, what have you noticed differently from, you know, your other day job? So in terms of like my like my day to day life or in the for the industry, how that's changed in general, Um, which one? Both, if you like. Okay, sure. So, I mean, my day to day life, I mean, I've been always very Mm -hmm. self-driven and always had the opportunities to to really work on entrepreneurial projects. Um, I mentioned I was in the golf world, so I actually went to a golf college uh, many years ago. And this, you know, taught the fundamentals of the game, how to teach, you know, Mm -hmm. operations, basically everything in the golf business. So I was working in the golf business, teaching golf. Um, I ended up playing professionally at a very low level for a couple of years uh, prior to me really entering the cannabis space. So, you know, I lived a very fortunate life when it comes to my professional uh, and personal life for that matter, too. And I've always been able to set my hours and. You know, luckily, I, I've been a very self-motivating person, as I've said. So, you know, I've never had trouble, you know, getting out of bed in the morning. I've always been fortunate enough to find whatever my quote-unquote job is, is something mm-hmm. that I'm passionate about and that I love to do and that I want to continue to learn about and help, you know, other people in that space. Right. So I've been really lucky to do what I what I love to do for a very long time, whether it's in golf or now, now cannabis, which is my true passion. You know, product development is... Um, Something I've always, you know, conjured and thought about as a little kid, not knowing it was called a product developer. Right. You know, I just always mm-hmm. like creating things. So it's it's really cool that now, full circle, I can understand the manufacturing side, the intellectual property side, the marketing, the retail, the wholesale. Um, it's been quite a crash course. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for sure. So uh, it's it's been um, my workload has increased, but I would not change a thing, not even close. So, um, so that's my personal life in terms of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I've been in the cannabis space for about four, you know, four plus years now, which is not the longest, but you know, it's, I'd say it's about right in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. the, the people who are real OGs, you know, things mm-hmm. went legal maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, still relatively new. Um, my experience have been overall pretty positive, um, with my first company, you know, like any business, there are cutthroat aspects, but right. I think that there's a sense of like community and mm-hmm. that if, if you're willing to um, provide insight and knowledge that people are willing to share that on the other end of the spectrum as well. So I think it was a lot of like, hey, we're in this together, like we're trailing the path, you know, we're blazing the trail together. And, you know, there was a sense of, of, of camaraderie for sure. Oh. Um, I think as, as the years have gone on, I think the more typical you know, corporate America aspects have, mm-hmm. have definitely um, taken more a hold. And I don't mean that all negatively, but some of it for sure. Right. Um, one aspect being that when the Martian was created, I mean, we have had so many people rip us off, make knockoffs, illegal versions, mm-hmm. and call them the Martian and use my picture when selling it. And, oh. you know, all sorts of crazy shit like that. that right. Um, 
you know, you can't prepare for that. And, you know, even when you have patents, there, there's only so much that you can do. If people want to be insidious and dirty, mm-hmm. you know, the world we live in has a lot of avenues for them to operate in, you know? And, right. And, and back it's, channels. It's just, I'm sorry? And back channels, you're right. Exactly. And, and, you know, the Internet's an incredible thing and has allowed businesses to, to explode overnight. Mm-hmm. At the same token, you've got DHgate, Alibaba, and, and because of those marketplaces, someone can knock you off and mm-hmm. start selling your products in a matter of days. Wow. So it's um, at one point on DHgate, which is, you know, basically the same thing as an Alibaba. Mm-hmm. Um there was over 2,000 individual postings for the Martian being sold from different manufacturers. Wow. So we've done a lot of, we've spent a lot of time, a lot of money in enforcing that, which we've seen dense, but, you know, we've got other patents now that mm-hmm. are, you know, hopefully, you know, they're pending and will hopefully be approved sooner rather than later so we can really, you know, hit these people in the, in the mouth and, <laughs> and, you know, knock them back in their place because it's, you right. know, it's stealing. I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, people like to say, oh, well, I didn't produce it. I just bought it from someone. You know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly what you're calling it. Exactly. So, you know, don't give me this whole song and dance that, you know, you know, pointing your finger at someone else. Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're definitely right, especially when it comes to those things, you know, um, stealing product ideas. Um, recreating the product uh, is very disrespectful, especially when the people behind that product have worked so hard and tedious. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, people feel less bad for, like, Adidas when the Yeezys get knocked off or mm-hmm. an Apple iPhones get knocked off. You know, it's just on a different scale. But when it really impacts a small business that's run in the United States, that, you know, employs local people, I mean, not that it's more significant than any of those other ones I named, but, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of hits home more. You know, it kind of everything kind of comes full circle and really, really quickly at that. Right. So my last question for you, Josh. Yeah. Um, What advice do you have for anybody trying or wanting to get into the cannabis industry? I would say go get them. I think that there is a ton of opportunity out there. Mm -hmm. I think depending on whether uh, the particular individual wants to, you know, quote unquote, touch the plant or own a dispensary or be a butt tender. You know, obviously there are different obstacles Mm -hmm. with the different routes that we take. Um, But speaking from my personal experience, you know, the fact that that I work, you know, I don't own a cannabis company. You know, we are a glass manufacturer. We sell accessory products for a multitude of avenues. Mm -hmm. So with that said, I think, you know, the path of least resistance and i think the way that you're not going to have issues with getting a bank account getting a credit card processor all the things that that i certainly took for granted you know Mm -hmm. not too long ago um by being in the ancillary the accessory space right um we have a lot more leeway a lot more options and a lot more maneuverability um we think of ourselves as the people selling picks and axes during the gold rush. You know, we don't own the mine. We don't, we're not selling jewelry. Mm. We're just selling the hardware. Right. And that's what we like to be. Happen. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're just providing people tools and that's, everyone uses our products differently. And that's, that's the fact of the matter is, you know, I use it one way and that's a little differently. And that's, that's kind of the beauty of it in some ways. Right. Well, I would like to thank you so much, Josh, for this and this inter- this opportunity. Ah, uh, thank you so much as well. I mean, I'm I'm glad we we're able to connect, and 
uh, carve out some time, and I hope it was uh, what you were looking for, man. Yes, yeah, it's definitely what I was looking for. Um, cool. I would love to, you know, continue our conversations deeper within the cannabis companies because I do have some more questions. But sure, overall, well, I just want to thank you. Any time to me, man. Any questions, whether it's about, you know, for podcast stuff or your personal stuff, always happy to help, man. Thanks, Josh.